You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1294. Guys, this might shock you because it shocked a lot of the Rhino Tribe members and a lot of my teammates, uh, a lot of my acquisition managers, when I said that the timeline is the most important factor. Timeline. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to part four of The Greatest Business, A Simple Strategy for Financial Freedom audiobook. And in part four, Brent will be covering the art and the science to making the most effective offers. He'll also be sharing the three most important traits that you need to have to become an expert at making offers and closing deals. He reveals the most important question you need to ask every motivated seller, as well as the exact script and even how to ask those questions. In many cases, it's more important how you ask those questions than sometimes even the questions themselves. And Brent is going to go deep into the psychology of this conversation. He also covers lead follow-up and shares an incredibly powerful way to keep your leads highly engaged. You're not going to want to miss this. It is truly brilliant. Enjoy. Welcome back to episode four of our podcast series titled The Greatest Business, A Simple Strategy for Financial Freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. And are you ready? Things are getting serious. We are now at the point where we are making offers to property owners. Oh my gosh, is it scary? Is it intimidating? It doesn't have to be. Not after this podcast. I'll tell you that because I'm going to give you exactly the right approach, the right attitude, and the right expectations for making your offer. All right? So strap in, grab your pad of paper, grab your pen, because this is going to be a wild ride here for this podcast episode. Number one thing I want you to put into your mind is this, kindness, confidence, and curiosity. Be kind confident and curious. This is what I say to my six-year-old when I drop him off to school or when he's leaving in the morning and his mom's dropping off. I say, what are we going to be today? And he says, kind, confident, and curious. And that's the mentality that we have to be with these property owners. We don't have to be pompous. We don't have to inflate our ego. We don't have to be too powerful. We don't have to steamroll anybody. Kind, confident, and curious. All right? Now, every single conversation that you have with a property owner revolves around four things, all right? Number one, condition of their property. Number two, their timeline to sell. Number three, their motivation to sell. And number four, their price. That is what you are trying to find out. The more of those pillars of pre-qualifying that property owner that you can find the better the deal is going to be. And you're not going to waste as much time with unqualified property owners. All right. Now this is assuming now this is all wrapped up in the blanket of they've already made the decision that they're going to sell their property. Let me say that again. And let me put like so much emphasis and enthusiasm in my voice here. Do not try to convince people to sell their property. It's not going to happen. 
it's just a total waste of time. They have to have already made the decision that they are going to sign a document called the title to that property to somebody else. All right. Because if they haven't and you're going through all this pre-qualification, they're going to give you bits and pieces. The conversation is going to spiral out of control and it's going to go absolutely nowhere. So do not try to convince anybody. Remember the motto. We are deal finders, not deal creators. Okay. So when you are speaking with the property owner, you want to make sure that they made the decision and you want to make sure that you understand the condition, timeline, motivation, price. And I always like talking about the condition of the property. And Tom Kroll talks about it in his book, The Greatest Business, which which this podcast series is based on. And he's talking about his first question that he has in his script that really hits home with any conversation is, tell me a little bit about the property, right? Isn't that a great open-ended question? Isn't that a great way to get them to you know, tell you how long they've owned it and tell you, you know, what's going on with that property and kind of get into the reasons why they're selling. It's a great opening line. Can you tell me a little bit about the property? So just imagine this, just imagine you picked up the phone, you called a property owner and this is a rough looking property. And you say, you know, would you consider an offer on your property there? And they say, yes. You say, oh, okay, excellent. Can you tell me a little bit about the property? Boom. You're off and running. And all of a sudden, they're starting to talk about the condition of the property, which is a lot more comfortable for them than just talking about their financial situation or their emotional situation. It's about the property. It's not about them. And the more that they can talk about the property and not themselves, uh, the more comfortable that they're going to open up, right? The longer the conversation goes, the more they're going to lower that force field, lower that wall and start really letting you in on what is going on with this property. Why are they thinking about selling it, right? And so it's just a great way to open it up. Ask about the condition of the property. The second one, timeline. Guys, this might shock you because it shocked a lot of the Rhino Tribe members and a lot of my teammates, uh, a lot of my acquisition managers, when I said that the timeline is the most important factor. Timeline. All right, so ask the question. I can typically close in 14 to 30 days. I can typically get you your money in 14 to 30 days from today. Will that work for you? And then just listen. I am telling you, they will tell you what their timeline is because if you try to push too hard or you try to offer them, give them a formal offer too early, It's only going to be leveraged. If they're not ready to sell this property now, then you got to pull back a little bit and then you got to work on shortening the timeline because write this down, time kills all deals. It truly does, right? So our job in this pre-qualifying time, and and we'll get into the lead follow-up, but in the pre-qualifying and lead follow-up, our job is to shorten the timeline. Whatever obstacles that they think, whatever hurdles is stopping them from making a decision is our job to solve them, right? I need to clear out a bunch of things before I sell the property. Okay, great. If I were able to get in and pack everything up for you and put it into a storage unit and pay for that storage unit for like three months, would that make things easier for you? 
right? And that's just, I'm just thinking about that off the top of my head. We've done that. That's an example that we've done before, but there's a lot of obstacles. Remember, a lot of the people that we're going to be speaking to are in the situation they are because they're not really great at making decisions, okay? They're just not. They'll just kind of drag their feet and and kind of just, you know, wait until, you know, everything kind of falls apart and then they'll do something. Our job is to provide everything they need so that they can sell this property and get out of that stressful situation. All right. So the timeline is critical. You need to know the timeline because that's going to affect everything that you do with the next step, which is lead follow-up. All right. Let's get into their motivation. Typically, if you ask them about their property, the condition of their property, and you find out their timeline, typically they're going to tell you the motivation. Typically, they're going to tell you why they want to sell that property. And so now you understand what is their problem? They have to have a problem. There's got to be a problem that a cash as is quick offer will solve. That's just the facts. If there's no problem, if there's no real motivation, then they can own that property for years and years and years and years and just whatever, sell it on the market. Why not just sell it on the market? Remember, I want you to imagine this, right? I want you to imagine that they're on Hell Island and they want to get to Heaven Island and there's certain bridges to get across there, right? And so you start asking, well, why don't you list it with a real estate agent? Oh, I'm too embarrassed to put it on the market. I don't want, I want this to be a private sale. I'm a very private person. I don't want the whole world knowing that I'm selling this property, whatever it is. I just want to sell it fast. I don't want a bunch of people coming through. I've got a bunch of pets, whatever. Okay, great. I don't trust real estate agents. I don't want to work with them. I just want to be this to be done as quick as possible. Okay, great. That bridge is destroyed. Why not fix it up yourself? Well, I don't have any money. I don't have any contractors. I don't have the time, whatever. Okay, that's gone. Why not just rent it out to somebody? Well, I don't trust renters. The last renters beat it up. I just want to get rid of this property. I'm done with it. Okay, great. See what we're doing here? We're coming down to, okay, it looks like what you're really looking for is just somebody to come in, give you a fair cash offer and close this as fast as possible. Am I reading this right? Yes. That's what we're looking for. And guys, I'm telling you, I didn't think that this existed. I was a real estate agent for so long. And I was like, how are people getting all these deals? I just don't understand. There's no way that people could get discounted deals in the hottest market possible. It happens every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day around the country. It happens. This will work. This will work if you do. All right. So get in there and really find the motivation really try to find. And by the way, I want you to take this very, very, very seriously. If the best option for them is to fix up the house and sell it, tell them that. If the best option for them is to put it on the market, tell them that. If the best option for them is to uh, rent it back out, tell them that. We're here to do what's in the best interest of this property owner, but we need to be able to discover if the best option for them is our cash as is offer. That's it. So you can go confidently knowing that you tried everything possible to give them every option that they can have. And they decided to work with you because you know what? They made the decision. They made that decision. And you could sleep so good at night knowing that you really helped them out, that this is really what they were looking for. 
Tom Kroll talks about a lot about how wholesaling is kind of like a pawn shop, right? Where you know you go into the pawn shop, you know if you bring whatever, a guitar into a, a pawn shop, they're not going to give you the full retail value of the guitar. You know that they're going to get it and just try to sell it for a profit. Well, people do that with houses. It's absolutely the fact. Some people just want to get rid of things and be done with them. It's incredible. This business is absolutely bananas. I love it. And the last one is price, right? The price. What do you think the property is worth? I love this. This is in the book as well. He talks about what do you think the property is worth? And he says, we don't ask, what are you asking for the property? Instead, we frame the question in a way that prompts the sellers to defend their estimate. Isn't that great? I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And then he follows up in the book with how did you arrive at that number? It's awesome. And one question that Ryan Thornton, my acquisition manager, which I consider him the absolute pinnacle of acquisition managers, he's made my company millions and millions and millions of dollars. He has a heart for this business. He's absolutely incredible. He does an incredible support call in the Rhino Tribe every Wednesday doing role play and all these other things. But in those role plays that he's talking about that we do in the mentorship program, he talks about asking the question of how do you know when you've got the right offer, right? And then he loves asking the question, what research have you done on the the value of the property? Awesome. He just puts it all out there. He doesn't let them like hold it in and like be like, okay, we're playing poker here, right? You tell me, you tell me, you tell me your offer, the whole thing. What research have you done? And another beautiful thing he does, and I'm kind of skipping ahead because he does this on the offer appointment, is he asks, what's your goal with this property? Oh, he's such a stud. Anyway, he's incredible. But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out what price do they expect for this property. And there's a lot of different ways to go about that. The best deals, the absolute best deals are when they tell you the price first. Absolutely. Now, listen, it's 50-50. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably 50-50. 50% they're going to tell you, 50% they're going to say over and over and over, you tell me. I don't want to negotiate against myself. You tell me what you will offer, right? And what I'd love to do here, just to be confident, but also kind of softball an offer at them, but not commit to the offer, is you look around. This is kind of advanced stuff here. I'm kind of going off script. There's no script to this, by the way, but I'm kind of going off script here uh, because I think it's so powerful and it's worked for me like hundreds of times is you look around and you get into what I call the 60, 40, 10 rule. Okay. If a property is above 250,000, you just simply Google it and look on Zillow or Redfin or Realtor. And if it's above 250,000, you want to be about 60% of that. If it's between 250 and 100,000, you want to be at 40% of that. And if it's below 100,000, you want to be 10%. What I mean is, let's just say that this property is uh, 200,000 on Zillow, right? And we want to be around 40% of that. So I wouldn't say, well, I'd offer you $80,000 on that property. No, 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 no. You go, you know what? I'm on my computer right now. I'm just looking around at what your neighbor's 
similar size, similar condition are selling for, and it looks to be around uh, $80,000. Is that what you were thinking? Did I just make an offer without making an offer? You bet I did. Did I just give them the power to tell me what they expect from this property? I would never sell my house for that. Right? Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'm just I'm just looking at what your neighbors are selling for. So tell me what your magic number is. I'm going to go to work for you. I'm going to see if I can get you that number. Right? Or they go, yeah, yeah, that would be great. If I got that price, that's around the ballpark. Right? Isn't that, I'm telling you, I am telling you, it is the cheat code for pulling out the price out of that property owner. All right? So again, we got to pre-qualify every single property owner every single time. Every single property owner, every single time. And the risk that, not risk, but one of the mistakes that I see, the errors that I see when we're just getting started is we get really excited when people tell us to come see their property. We get really excited that people say, yeah, give us an offer. And then we just stop the pre-qualifying and we just throw out an offer. And then all of a sudden they disappear. Don't do that. Slow it down. With your permission, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I just have a few questions so that I can I can put together a really fair offer for you. Do you mind if I ask them? Right? Getting permission. So powerful. All right. Next, let's talk about, okay, we've got a lead. They want to sell. We've got them pre-qualified. They're not ready for us to come over today, which is pretty typical, but we got to do lead follow-up. We got to we got to reach out to them. We got to call them, text them give them a voicemail, call them, text them voicemail. All right. And we do this and we, we kind of put the leads in three buckets, hot, warm, and cold hot leads. They're ready to sign an agreement in the next 30 days. Warm leads. They're still motivated. They're still great leads, but something's stopping them from, from signing an agreement in the next 30 days. They're kind of more uh, between 30 days and 90 days. Okay. And then the cold leads are the ones that are further out. They're not going to make a decision for whatever reason. They're not going to sell the property. They're not even going to think about it until the tenants lease is up in October and it's March, right? There's, there's a lot of different situations for that. Anyway. So with our hot leads, I mean, we are calling them every day, every day. We're trying to do our absolute best to get an appointment with them. All right. And this is guys, this is just working. If you can go to the properties, if you are working in the market that you live in, let me say this very clearly. You need to get on those appointments. You absolutely need to get on those appointments, get face to face. Cause if you get to face to face and you build that relationship, you're going to beat everybody else. You're going to beat your competition like a drum, get on those appointments Cause they just want to send in offers. They just want to just not do the work and just send in, you know, the paperwork and email it and just kind of wait for them to sign. Don't do that. Get in front of them as soon as possible. Now, if they're ready to make a decision right now and they agree to you and you can send over that offer and get it signed right away, fantastic. But for the most part, you're going to probably have to go and meet them face to face. Now, this is different if you are doing virtual wholesaling where you're working it in a different market, but the process is pretty much the same. You're just not meeting them. You're just, you're doing everything to make sure that they're pre-qualified. You're following up with a lead and then you're, you're submitting the offer when they're ready to sign it that day. Okay. When they're ready to sign it that day. 
So if you're sending that offer in the email, they got to sign it that day. And I would highly suggest you stay in the phone with them or even FaceTime them to go through that purchase agreement. Okay. Because nothing is more frustrating than you sending an offer in. It goes into the black hole of email and, and then you're like, oh, okay. Did they open it? Are they going to sign it? What's going on? Are they taking my offer and, and leveraging it to get a higher offer? Are they just collecting offers? Are they really serious? Do they want to, uh, are they going to ever sign this? Right. And then you start feeling nervous about it. Don't do that. All right. Try to get them to sign it while you're on the phone with them. It's so powerful and it'll save you a lot of headache. All right. And lead follow up or getting back to lead follow up. So this one is, I get a lot of questions about this, guys. Lead follow-up seems to be like a, a mystery to a lot of people because I think that you're really worried that you're going to offend them by over-communicating. Set the expectation up front. Paul, Mr. Home Seller, I'm going to over-communicate. The number one complaint in my business is that we don't communicate enough and I don't run my business that way. If I am being a pest to you, if I'm bothering you, I need you to tell me and I'll back off. But until then, I'm going to be calling you and I'm going to be texting you and we're going to be best friends for the next 30 days. All right. We're going to make this happen. We're going to be joined at the hips. We're going to be twins for the next 30 days, whatever, whatever you want to say there that kind of makes it fun and playful, but be serious about it so that they understand the expectations. And if they ghost you, here's a li- another pro tip. If they ghost you, triple tap them. You call them, no answer. Call them right back, no answer. Call them again. I'm telling you, we get like, it's like 60% of the time they pick up on that third call. It's bananas. It works really, really, really well. So make sure that you do that, all right? With your hots. With your warm leads, call them once a week, all right? These are the ones that are that are going to make a decision, but I'm telling you, you will lose more deals from lack of follow-up than you will from excess follow-up. So just be in front of them, make sure that they save your phone number in their phone as your name, home buyer, your name, home buyer. All right. So that when you call, they know who it is and they know what to expect. And every time that you call, you fall, you leave a voicemail and you send them a text message. Obviously not when you're triple tapping them. If you're triple tapping them, just leave and they don't answer on the third call, leave them a voicemail and a text, but be relentless. Just tell them, you know, I am absolutely going to make sure that we communicate as much as you want. And so let me know if it's too much. Let me know if I'm bothering you. Got it? Good. I think I hammered that pretty well. All right. Last, your offer presentation. Listen to this. Offer presentation. Oh, this is great. All right. Your offer presentation should be the natural progression of your pre-qualifying and your lead follow-up. Because during your pre-qualifying and your lead follow-up, you're getting what's called advanced agreements. All right? If I can get you the price that you want and I can close in the time you want, is there anything stopping us from moving forward and doing business? Right? Like, is there anybody else that you have to speak with? Are there any other decision makers that I need to speak with before you make the decision on it? When I sign, when, when I come over tomorrow at two o'clock, I'm going to be bringing my purchase agreement and I'm ready to commit to buying this property. If you're willing to commit to selling it, are you okay with that? Right. 
advanced agreements. And the best thing that they can say is no. The best thing that they can say, well, not the best thing, let's be honest. <laughs> the best thing they can say is absolutely come on over, let's do business. It's great to understand what their objections are before you go on that appointment. I mean, how much more confident would you be if they said, well, I've got another offer. It's a little bit higher than yours, but come over and we'll discuss it and we'll see if we'll take yours, right? Now you know that you're competing. Now you pull out, what is that offer? How can I beat that offer? If I'm able to beat that offer, would you be willing to move forward with me? What happens if I can give you $500 more than the, the other offer or your highest offer? Great questions to ask, but at least you know what you're up against. Well, I can't, I can't sign the agreement until I review it with my attorney. Fantastic. Can you give me their email and their phone number? I'm going to send it to them now. I'm going to send them the purchase agreement so that when we meet, we already have the notes from your attorney on anything that they want to adjust. And by the way, 95% of the time, they don't have an attorney. It's just a way for them to not make a decision. So you got to, you got to erode all of that. All roads lead to them signing the purchase agreement with you and be confident with it. Go there with the purpose of, of signing that agreement. And when you go in that offer uh, presentation, you don't go into the house and then they take you around the, you know, the goat path way of showing you the house. No, no, no. You go into the living room and you say, you know what? Can we just sit down for a second? It's so great to finally meet you. I just wanted to, to make sure that we're in alignment with everything. And then we'll go through the house. We'll take care of that. No problem. Again, reiterate what their goal is, what their pain was, what price they wanted, when they wanted to close, all of those things. And then you get the agreement signed and then you could go through the property. If they don't want to go through all that, if they want to show you the property because they're like, well, come see the house and then, you know, you can give me your offer, then you know that you kind of messed something up in the pre-qualifying and the lead follow-up. Now, sometimes I will say that this happens when it's a very fast lead, when it's like a lead coming from marketing or referrals, they want to like show you the property and take you around and do all that stuff. That's fine. But for the most part... You should, I'm telling you, if you pre-qualify and you do the lead follow-up, when you go over there with the offer or you send that offer over their email, the whole purpose is for them to sign it. You're there for one reason, okay? Get in front of them and get it signed. And now you've got a signed agreement. Absolutely incredible. You built up your mindset. You found the nooks and crannies in your schedule to commit to your dream, to commit to that vision you have. That's all a goal is, is a vision that you have of what you want in the future and what you want, what business you want to build. And I'm so thankful and so excited for you that you decided that you wanted to be a wholesaling business because it's a cash machine. It's going to fund all the other stuff you want to do. You want to buy a thousand doors. You want to buy the flip a thousand properties. This is how you do it. You build the foundation first. I'm so excited, but you did it. You found that time you committed. You took massive imperfect action. You realize that it's all about the journey, not the destination. That's what we mean by progress, not perfection. It's just a different way of saying that you got gritty. 
You went out there with kindness and confidence and curiosity, and you pre-qualified them. You did the lead follow-up. You got the appointment, and you got the contract signed. You should be so excited. Do you know what most people are, though, when they get it signed the first time? Scared. Absolutely frightened on what the next step is. But don't worry about that, because we're going to cover that in the next episode. Guys, all of the tools and the resources and downloads and training guides are all available at wholesalinginc.com. Take advantage of them. Please do. We did we put a lot of love and 20 years of experience and thousands of deals into those guides and into those scripts and into those downloads so that you can go out there and take massive and perfect action. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, go to Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group, join it today. I'm telling you, you've got everything. You've got all the support that you could possibly need. You just need to go out there and take massive imperfect action. I love you guys. See you next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.